Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to well, I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick old trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Here we are, back on Radical Australia. Unbelievable, isn't it? Dale, Bridge, Empress, Dowager, <laughs> how are thou? I'm reasonably well, Joe. Yourself? I'm always well. At my age, you can't afford not to be well because <laughs> it means you don't turn up next week. Fair enough. Now, I'm excited today. Excellent. I'm excited because I have a guest whose name I can pronounce, <laughs> which is very unusual. Although last week you would have been very proud of me, Dale. Yeah. Uh, I know they threw a live interview at the last moment at us, which we dealt with, but it was a very hard name to pronounce, and I got it right. Shalom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done, Joe. Thank you. You get a gold star. Uh, good. How about an <laughs> elephant, depending on... <laughs> no. All right. Now, our guest is Maha Abed. Yes. Hi. Hello. Oh, How are you? Hi. That's simple. <laughs> Look, it's very easy. This is very easy. Radical Australia is very easy. You're in a canoe with me. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going down the river, down mm-hmm. the Yarra, and I've got the paddle. Great. And I said, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Mark. like that. Not losing control, it's great. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, <laughs> if I see an interesting tributary, we'll go down that tributary. Mm-hmm. And if you think, no, Joe, this is not where I want to go. We don't go there. That's fine with me. I'm not here to make points. I'm not here to denigrate you. Uh, well, I would like to, but I can't <laughs> because there's no point because you're a wonderful human being. But I've heard about you. Okay. So cool. we only asked two questions. Uh-huh. The first question takes 10 seconds to answer, and the other question takes 54 minutes to answer. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. See, we've got a well... Trained, haven't we? I kind of warned her beforehand. <laughs> oh, she knows. Oh. I cheated. Yeah. All right, first question. Just, just to orientate listeners, sure. what year were you born in? 1974. 74. So you're a re- relative youngster. Oh, thank you very much, but I just turned 43. Yeah, yes. well, that's very young. That's uh-huh. very young compared to me. Uh-huh. And uh, the second question, just take your time. You've got a lot of time yeah. to answer. There's no music. You don't play a musical instrument, do you? I used to. I used to play the piano. Did you bring the piano with you? No, it's, well, it's then... not that easy to cut around. <laughs> well, then we can't, we can't <laughs> play that. The second question is, what's the earliest thing you remember about being on planet Earth? Uh, I remember being in a milk bar. Mm-hmm. My migrant parents owned a milk bar to survive in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember stealing lollies from the milk bar. <laughs> and the milk bar used to have a little bell on the door. Yep. And they heard the bell go. This was in Burke Road, Camberwell. All right. And they were freaked out that this little creature had run out of the door and somebody caught me before a tram hit me on Burke really? Road. I remember that. That's yeah. about the earliest memory, I think. So you'd have been two or three. Yeah. 
roughly, two or three. something so who like that. So caught you? A, a passerby? I think it was a neighbour from a another neighbor. store. Yeah. 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 Mm. So where did your parents come from? Uh, my father was born in Cairo in Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, and he came in to Australia in 1964. And my mother is from Santiago, Chile. And she came here just before the coup. Just before uh, the um, Happenstance, it wasn't intentional. Mm. Uh, she came here to work at La Trobe University. It sounds like a bit of a love affair. The man from Cairo and the yeah. woman from Chile. Yeah. Did, you know, did you know how they met? Or? Uh, well, my father used to be an opera singer in Egypt. Did and uh, the Australian opera did not accept, uh, quote, wogs back then. Right. Um, and he did his next best passion, which was driving, which is also my passion, driving bikes, motorcycles, cars. At the time he met my mother, he was a silver top taxi driver and my mother was a fair, taking a drive from La Trobe University mm. to Melbourne and three months later they were married. Wow. And then I was, I came into the picture at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an only three child. Three months <laughs> later they were married. Yes. Was your father ever able to uh, <laughs> take up his singing career in, in Australia? He sang for a while at the Church of All Nations right, with the choir yeah. there because he didn't want to lose his skills. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately they got away from him and... Um, mm. Later in life, he became a more devout Muslim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Islamic. Mm-hmm. And the only time I got to hear him sing was when he sang the call to prayer for Muslims at the Preston Mosque when I was little. Right. But I, otherwise, I didn't really hear him sing all that much, right. no. It sounds as very sad. It sounds as if your father has died, has he? Or? He died when I was 12. 12? Yeah. Right. Very okay. sudden heart attack. Yep. All right. We'll go back a bit. Mm-hmm. You said, were, so what type of store? Just a mixed mixed corner store? It was a milk bar, and yeah. I think it was just to start them off in their new lives in Australia. Right. You know, but right. my mother is a qualified teacher. Mm-hmm. She's... She teaches English, Spanish, Russian, French. What? She's a linguist. Um, she taught at Wesley College for a while, Princess yeah. Hill Secondary College. Yeah. And now she's retired and she tutors in Spanish occasionally. Occasionally. Mm. Yeah, well, she looks like she had a full life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she's a wonderful woman. I'm very proud of my mum. That's good. Yeah. You got any brothers and sisters? No, no, no. Just me. Just I'm very you. special. You're yeah. very special. <laughs> Lucky you didn't get hit by that train. <laughs> yeah. when no, you ran no, out no. onto the road. <laughs> no. But it doesn't take long. Does no, I got it? hit by a car much later, but that's another story. All right. <laughs> So, did you go to any um, prep or anything like that, or did you go straight to primary school? Oh, I went to kindergarten, Carlton Crash. I don't uh-huh. know if it still exists there, uh-huh. opposite Neal Street. Yeah, obviously got uh, no I was born and raised that. in Housing Commission on the corner of Nicholson and Elgin. You were uh, born and raised in a housing Well, I was born condition. in Royal Women's Hospital when it right. used to be in Carlton, and now it's yeah. behind the Royal Melbourne Hospital. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I was pretty much raised in a housing commission there until I was about 16. 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, should mm-hmm. we be talking to this woman, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. No, Your type no. of people. <laughs> Our type of people. So where would you go to primary school then? Oh, gosh, where didn't I go to primary school? I kept changing because my mother kept changing jobs. So right. I started off at St. Bridget's and St. George's in mm-hmm. Carlton. Mm-hmm. That was a Catholic school, so I was right. withdrawn from them pretty quickly, uh, having my father as a Muslim. My mother yeah. was a Catholic, but right. she's not practising. Right. Uh, I ended up ha- having my last two years of primary school at Princess Hill Primary in um, Pigden Street, North Carlton, Right. Mm, not Did far from Princess Park. Is this when your dad died when you were in grade six or when you went to high school? Uh, no, he died when I was in year seven at uni yes. high in uni Parkville. Uni high, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so what, he was there one day and he wasn't there the next? Yep, that's exactly what happened, total shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a big person, you know, right. most opera singers are, and yep. yeah, yeah, he just had a heart attack. Right. Because he used to have heart problems on my father's side. Right, so mm-hmm. how old would he have been? 47. 47. Mm-hmm. So it was around the time of the Hoddle Street Massacre. 
Right. Mm. right. I remember that coinciding with his death. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, it is a huge life changer as far as you were concerned. Yeah. Yeah, he was my disciplinarian. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what happened after that? Did you run right or something? I did in my teens, yes. Did you? It's hard to be raised as a good Muslim girl mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the world's your oyster right. to a certain extent. Right. Um, my mother was more liberal in terms of uh, letting me think a bit more broadly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that my father ever stifled me, but he did try to guide me in a certain direction. Right. Uh, so did you go? Did you go to the mosque on Friday? Or? I did, but uh, unfortunately for my father, he gave me a Quran in English. Right. And I read it, yeah. uh, and I found out that women don't have to have their head covered unless they're in prayer. And I found out that a primary uh, role of a Muslim is to educate themselves. Mm. So every time he wanted me to pray five times a day, mm. and I hated doing that because I'm not very disciplined. Right. I'd say, sorry, Dad, I'm reading, I'm learning. I'm studying. I don't feel like going to the mosque today, thanks. So I used that being a good Muslim excuse to not go and pray. It's (laughs) it's funny when there are (laughs) scriptures, whether it's Christian, Jewish, whatever, Muslim, the wildly different interpretations Mm. of what's written. Well... I was a librarian for a while, so right. I, I think from there I started doing my research because I didn't want to pray, right? <laughs> and I didn't want to do Ramadan. And right. It's just not me. I'm a bit, not, I'm a bit like good. a bit more variety in my lifestyle. Right. And now um, I don't know if there is an afterlife or not, but I'm an atheist, so. <laughs> uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that, you know. Uh, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah, I'm we an atheist now, and I'm I'm, pr- I'm happy of that. <laughs> So you realise that as atheists we're two-time losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if death is the end of life, that's it. Yeah. And if there is a God, we're in big trouble. Yeah. We're in big trouble. Oh, well, I'm willing to find I, I don't out. Know. Do, you, do, you have, do you have commandments in the Muslim religion? Yeah, it's yeah. the same as the Old Testament for, for the really? Catholics and the Christians. So the first the commandment is the same. The only honor difference is Jesus Christ and Muhammad between all the religions, pretty much. That's it. It's really um, dire to think that that's yeah. just the small difference that divides this planet so much. Uh, mm. uh, oh, fair enough. Mm. All right, so what would you like at high school? Ah. Uh, Look, I, I, um, my mother taught me to read in Spanish and English before I went to school. Before you went to school, yeah. Right. So um, I was quite advanced uh, in terms of learning at home. Mm-hmm. I always had that from my mother. So I rested on my laurels a lot during schools, and then when I got to high school in year nine, ten, I started. Oh my God, I have to study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, but you tell me you're educating yourself. You used to tell your dad. Yeah, when uh, I was a call a, to I prayer, always have been a yourself. huge reader, yeah. and yeah. Right. despite okay. the Quran aside, I did, I did, yes. I didn't want you to, didn't yeah. want to think that you were lying to me. No, 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 no. Huge okay. reader, always, right. ever since. But okay. the Quran is just one of the tomes I have yeah. read. Yes. Right. <laughs> so, um, but the the reading part, self educated in a lot of ways. So um, I suppose I was too smart for my own good in my teens. And What do you mean too smart for your own good? Oh, I kept nicking my mum's car when I had my learner's permit and I'd just go off and do what I wanted because I was a free spirit. Right. I don't believe in horoscopes, but I'm a Sagittarian and we're pretty crazy people. Right. <laughs> so what, you pinch your mother's car? Yeah. <laughs> How would she feel about that? How would she feel about Oh, that? she was She'd always be... trying to keep up with me, the poor woman. Yeah. I'd make copies of her car keys. Right. <laughs> I made about 10 to 12 copies. Right, right. And every time I'd get home at 3 in the morning yeah. and I had stolen her car, yeah. she'd give me the key and I'd give her the key. Yeah. 
and I've got ten more in my pocket, so nice, no yeah. problem. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh my God, she's going again." Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so what happened with your schoolwork? Oh, look, it's it's look. I went to McRobertson Girls after I went to uni high for year seven and eight. Right. McRobertson Girls. I don't know if you know of this school. Yeah, we do know. Yep. It's a sister school to Melbourne Boys High, That's right. and it has quite high standards for preparing mm. preparing for uni. Mm. So I went from being a straight A student with little effort to being a D student at McRobb. I think I was the first girl, girl to be suspended at McRobb. Um, what, in their 100-year history? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think that's what they told me at the time, but I could just be making that up <laughs> for so. radio purposes. I don't know. <laughs> why, uh, well, you're the type of person I like to interview. It is radical Australia. So <laughs> why were you suspended, can I ask? Oh, uh, let's just say I wrote a note about somebody... Uh, I shouldn't have written a note about, oh, right, and it was right. discovered, and I was very embarrassed, so I'm not willing no, to repeat no, no, that no, story. No, 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 don't repeat yeah. the story. I thought mm. maybe you'd punch the teacher it's in the just face. Horrib- I was in a bad place mentally. Yeah, I'd had yeah. very horrible teen years right. after my father passed on. Right. Uh, I was trying to find myself, and I just let out the anger in this note, mm. and mm. I, I never should have done it. So were you, were you actually expelled, or were you just... Uh, no, suspended, suspended, but I chose to leave it because I recognised that McGrob was probably uh, not the right school for me in the sense that I wasn't that academically oriented at that age. I was very me, 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 as most children are in their teens. Right. So, so I moved to Princess Hill Prim- uh, Secondary School, right. where my mother was teaching simultaneously, mm-hmm. and they accused me of plagiarism because McRobb had put my standards up so high I didn't even notice until I got to a regular state school. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm <laughs> by any means a genius in any way, but... Um, yeah, I, I had, I had, I had, I had, I accused a high school student of plagiarism. Yeah, yeah. That's that was pre-internet days, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't well. copying and pasting. I, they accused me of copying out of books and things like that. Yeah. Oh, right. mm. yeah, well, that's the price you pay for mm. being intellectual. Well, yeah. So did you actually finish year 12? I finished it in, 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 I was a guinea pig. I was mm-hmm. half HSC, half VCE student. Mm-hmm. I finished it in terms of the VCE units, right. but I never finished. The only subjects I finished year 12 in were literature and English. Mm-hmm. How'd you pull and mum? And politics. How'd you pull mum feel about this? <laughs> God. <laughs> well, you're going to have to call her on the show, mate. No, I mean, seriously. <laughs> you're not going to answer that. Well, she's at the same school. Oh, look, she's, I know she's proud of me now, but, geez, I'm sure at the time she was pulling her hair out a little. <laughs> as a teacher, That's right. I'm sure you, she wanted her daughter to be. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't into drugs or anything, but, no, you know, no. I, I started smoking early. I, I did pretty much the things I shouldn't have done. Or the things you should have done. Yeah. Well, or maybe, yes. Yeah. That you, that's another way of looking at it. That's I like right. that. Yes. So you were, what, were you 16 or 17 when you left school? Um, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Mm. So the world's not your oyster, obviously. No. So what happens? I started to try things. I initially wanted to be an audio engineer. And an audio engineer. engineer. Why yes. would anybody want to be an audio engineer? <laughs> well, I think it's the Although Greg Siegel here, who's an institution, yeah. uh, he is an audio engineer, uh-huh. and he's a very, very straight down the line, wonderful, uh-huh. boring human being, because uh-huh. he's an audio well, engineer. Um, I don't know him, so I can't comment on that. No, 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 no. He's, he's a great man. He's a yes. great man. But, uh, you know, I, I yeah. can't. Well, I think when I you think talk to him about technical stuff, you kind of your eyes glaze. He's so knowledgeable I assume uh-huh. why would a young woman want to be an audio engineer what could I think it's the musical part of my background my mm-hmm. father was an opera singer yep. his brother was a violinist his right. sister was a cellist and a pianist I was a pianist for a right. while well, hang on hang on pianist 
Pianist, pianist. Pianist. When did you? When did you? No, no, no. It's just my pronunciation, yeah, not sure. yours. When did you start? I started probably more oh, age of eight. Eight. And I never did the AMEB courses at the right. Victorian VCA. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play, mm-hmm. and I had a knack for it. Um, at the age of nineteen, twenty, I was still playing. I was trying to teach myself from Rachmaninoff Concerto Number no. Two. Mm-hmm. Not number one, obviously. No, no number, number two. Number two. Yeah. Why number My two? My favourite. Your favourite. That makes favorite. that makes sense. It moves me. I'm to sure tears. Dale. I'm sure Dale's familiar with <laughs> concerto number two. Yes, oh, of course, everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I prefer the rack three. Yeah, the rack three is good too. Isn't it? Oh, you've seen Shine. Yeah. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Excuse me. How old were you? Uh, I had my first relapse of multiple sclerosis at 17. I lost my eyesight in my left eye. Uh, and on, then on, at 19, on, I was on, diagnosed with it. So you weren't diagnosed at 17? No, You're I was, went off 19. to the INE hospital. They just told me I had optic neuritis, which right. is inflammation yep. of the optic nerve. Yep. And they said, it'll go away. Right. Off you go. Mm-hmm. And it went away? And you it thought, went away. You thought this is got my right. eyesight back. Yeah. Yeah. And then at 19, what At happened? 19, I had a bout of vertigo, which is like labyrinthitis, yep. everything spinning. Mm. I was vomiting with nothing to vomit. Mm. I couldn't stand up straight. They gave me an MRI at the Royal Melbourne and diagnosed with me with multiple sclerosis, sclerosis. relapsing, remitting. Right, and, mm. uh, and um, that's an, that's almost a uh, that's an extraordinary sentence to have at nineteen. Yes, yes, it, it affects people that age um, more women than men, or it can affect more women than men later on in life, uh, post forty-five, mm. usually. So you either get it really young or later in life. Right. So mm, I was one really of the lucky young. ones. You got it young. You're a very, yeah. very lucky person. Yeah. And did they tell you all the wonderful things that they couldn't do for you? Or? Actually, those were the days before all the interferons and all the drugs that are available for people who, mm. who suffer with MS. Yep. Uh, so I was one of the uh, newbies in the sense that there was no treatment when That's I was right. diagnosed. Yes. So I was saying... I used to read for the MS Readathon as a kid. Right. <laughs> uh, and I, that's all I knew about MS. That's and unfortunately, I also had a doctor who shall remain nameless yes. at that time that just said, live with it. Yeah. And I left and lived with it. And right. I went through a big, big grieving process of what am I going to do now, thinking I'm going to be in a wheelchair within a few years. But right. that hasn't been the case, as you've seen me walk into 3CR today. Right. <laughs> so how long... Did the MS, the diagnosis, trouble you for? I know it troubles you now, but I mean, mm-hmm. get your head around what was happening. You said it um, had an impact on you. Oh, it probably took me about 10 years or so. 10 years. I At didn't start to get my head screwed on straight until my mid-30s, but mid-30s. that can happen with a lot of people right, I hear. Right, So mm-hmm. you, had a, you had a diagnosis of MS, people saying go, live with it, uh-huh. and so what did you do? I lived with it. But what, did um, you do? what did you do? What did you do? Well, since I was training to be a librarian... Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research. I kept abreast of the, what was going on overseas as much as I could. And then the internet hit in 94. 94, yeah. 94, because a, a cyber cafe opened up in Glenferry Road, Hawthorne, and I just happened to live in Hawthorne at that time. Right. And I was there 9 to 5 because I was unemployed and still trying to figure out why can't I be an audio engineer. Mm. They wouldn't let women in back then. What do you mean they wouldn't let women in? Well, uh, I couldn't afford the courses that were starting at the School of Audio Engineering in St right. Kilda and Fitzroy Street. Mm-hmm. They were about 40,000 plus with no OS study. So right. what I did was go around to all the recording studios around South Melbourne, St Kilda and offered my services to be a gopher so I could mm-hmm. learn on the job. Yep. 
no women here was no. the answer I always got. Mm-hmm. And I managed to work in one for a brief period in Auckland Street in St Kilda. Mm-hmm. And then the boss came back, who was a male, and he said, what are you doing here? Get out. So That was that. That was that. So that was fun. I, walked, I talked to a tranny that night, my last night. It was good fun, my first tranny. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to go. No, down. no, don't I'm not go there. Go no, down that a, that's an interjection. That's okay. I don't want to go yeah. down that path. Your first tranny. Yeah, right, oh, to, like to visualise on the visualize. street, yes. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that. But you said your training as a librarian. Yeah. Did you ever, ever finish that training? Of sorts, yes. What do you mean of sorts? Well, I did my diploma at VU, Victoria mm. University in Footscray yeah. campus. Yep. I never finished that, and I moved on to my degree at RMIT. Right. Did you finish that? No, because I um, had a motorcycle accident All right. when so I was uh, 29 years of age, and I had to learn how to walk again. All right. Let's go back a few steps. <laughs> let's go back a few steps. Because uh-huh. you're a very lucky person. Oh, look, I'm, I'm grateful for every day. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's mm. just extraordinary. Your father dies at 12 and mm-hmm. turns your world upside down. You're mm-hmm. diagnosed with MS. At 19, although you had the first symptoms at 17, and then you have a huge motorcycle accident at 29. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've got your fair share of luck, haven't you? Yes. All right. During between your 20s, did you do any uh, paid work or? Uh, no. no. I was uh, I was quite, I was a very spoiled child, yes. Right. Uh, and I managed to live off my mother mm-hmm. and explore, take the time to explore what I wanted to do. And what type of things were you exploring? And as I said, I, I sold myself to many recording yeah. studios, and right. that took me about two years to figure that out. Then right. I started taking courses. Back then, on, in the old days, the better days, I suppose you could call yes. them, yeah. the unemployment, uh, um, what was it called, the CES, Central CES. Employment Service or something? Yeah. Commonwealth. Commonwealth, thank you, thank you. They used to actually encourage unemployed people to take courses. Yeah, real so, courses. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that anymore that I know of. Mm. Um and they pushed me to Richmond Youth Services, right. and I did what was called a LEAP project, which mm-hmm. introduced me to multimedia, right. and that's when the internet hit, and I got into multimedia. I ended up being an e-learning librarian, to cut the story short. An e-learning librarian, librarian at RMIT. Now, could you explain <laughs> to people of my age... Mm-hmm. I'm sure Dale knows. What is an e-learning library? Well, basically the nature of education has changed so much in recent years that it is no longer um, practicable at all times to go to an actual university to study. So an e-learning person will create the online learning environment for a person to study on the internet. So if you're a person of, uh, let's say, a student of Open Universities Australia, which right. I currently am, mm-hmm. you study online. Right now I'm studying a, a writing with Curtin University in Perth. All right, let's mm. go back a few steps. Let's <laughs> go back a few steps. Yeah. Now, you said, you said your father had a, yes. a love of fast bikes and motor cars. Anything that moved, yes. Anything that moved. Yes. And, uh, and you said he was a big man. Yes. What was he like on a motorbike? Well, he was never allowed by my mother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he drove everything except a motorbike. I was the one that pushed to the motorbike, and she regretted it. I regretted it. But, you know, uh-huh. if, uh, if it was up to me, I'd still be riding today. I have a motorbike. I just um, uh-huh. so I so try to keep the peace with my mother. So when did you start um, riding a motorbike? Uh, 26. 26. Yeah, because I had my accident at 29. So yeah. what made you want to ride a motorbike? Freedom. Freedom. Smells, sights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very much about the senses. Mm-hmm. Um, did, yeah. did, did you get your licence? Yeah. You did? 
Yeah. And yes, what was it like those three years before your accident? Brilliant. Mm, did you go, did you do Even post-accident, I rode for a while. Mm. Did brilliant. you do any road trips? Yes, I rode by myself to Canberra and back. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the scenic route back via Bensdale and Lakes Entrance because right. I had to go for a conference up there at the mm-hmm. National Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was planning to cross the Nullarbor and go to Perth, right. but I had a second accident in the City Lake Tunnel. Now, that, let's, let's, let's talk about <laughs> Which didn't hurt me as much, but we'll let's leave it Let's talk about the first yeah. accident. <laughs> yeah. All right, here you are. E-librarian. Mm. Freedom. Mm. Can't have the hair waving in the room because you've got a helmet on. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Which I get dreadlocks with them because the hair just yeah, spins, yeah. 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 <laughs> so what happened at 29? In terms of the accident? Mm-hmm. or Well, I was, uh, do you know the intersection of Victoria Street and Rathdown Street? Yeah, that's just that's down the road. That's the corner road. of the exhibition buildings. Yeah, just yeah. down the road. I was going straight down Rathdown and someone who was turning into Victoria Street towards RMIT mm-hmm. didn't give way to me. Mm-hmm. Smashed my right hip. Mm-hmm. And my acetabulum, which is the hip socket. Yeah, I no, found that. Let's, let's 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 go back to the accident. Mm-hmm. So, did you see the car coming? Yes, I did. She saw me, and she tried to beat me. She tried to beat you. Yeah, because I was approaching the intersection as motorcyclists should. Right. About twenty or thirty k's kilometer, because mm-hmm. uh, kilometers an hour. Sorry, mm-hmm. because the intersections are where the most motorcycle accidents mm-hmm. happen. So, did your bike go one way and you went the other, or well, did you go with the bike? I had my ex-husband on the back. You had your ex-husband on the back. You didn't tell <laughs> and my And first, my first reaction was turn into the car because I wanted to protect him. Right. He is just a passenger. I'm responsible for him. I turned into the car and she smashed my right side completely. Right, right. Yeah. So you both came down on the back. She got a sprayed ankle and, mm. and I got the brunt of it. I stayed in hospital for eight months uh, mm. with 15 orthopedic operations and then another four months learning how to walk again in Bundora Medical Centre. Now, hang on. You were in hospital for eight months. Yeah. Well, probably nine. So yeah, I can't so, be sure so exactly. I assume you were taken to St V's because you are next to St V's or the Royal Melbourne? No, I was in the Royal Melbourne because it Royal was Mel- right next to Carlton. Yeah, right the next accident. to Carlton. Right, yeah. so you went to Royal Melbourne yeah. and 15 operations. Yeah, roughly. Orthopedic. Mm. I'm full mm. of metal on my right side. Full of metal. Mm. I haven't tested it in an airport. No. I haven't gone off at an airport, so they must be very sophisticated. Titanium. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. worth a fair bit, yeah. you know, dead. I think um, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think I'm more likely to be stopped at an airport for my name nowadays more than my medal. Uh, but well, hey. we'll, we'll go into that <laughs> yeah. in a minute. And look, it's 4.29. This is Radical Australia yeah. on Community Radio 3CR. Yes. Uh, we are interviewing Madam Maha Abid. Wow. It is uh, the program will be podcast. You'll be able to access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au, the Dowager Empress Dale Bridge is doing all the hard work and uh, I'm playing show pony. Now, 29, mm. MS, fractured hip, e-librarian, eight months in hospital, four months rehab. Mm-hmm. So your 30th birthday wasn't a bed of roses, was it? No, I was lying in a bed looking at the window right. of the Royal Melbourne to the Balti Bridge right, right, Yeah, for right. my birthday, 27th. 27th. So, Our um, 30th was okay, but yeah. Twenty seventh was, right. was in hospital. Was in mm. hospital, but mm-hmm. it was all right. Mm-hmm. So, so you went back to motorcycle riding. Yeah, I love it. You went back to it, mm-hmm. right? And uh, tell us about the second accident. Well, the second accident was just a silly thing in the City Link Tunnel on the way out towards um, the western suburbs. Mm-hmm. I was coming from Richmond, um, and a woman decided to slam her brakes on for an ant crossing. I think ant. 
yeah, because I could see no reason why she slammed the brakes on in the tunnel. And right. I just whacked into her because wow. I was probably a bit too close. Wow. I whacked into her rear. Mm-hmm. And me and the bike just like rolling pins down the tunnel and luckily that left lane was closed that day so I didn't get squished by anybody. That's the worry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if all three lanes had been in operation, it probably would be a grape that had been squished. I I remember (laughs) an accident I was involved in. Uh I was actually more of a spectator. Uh It was on the um, ring road and we were going about 100 100 an hour and there was four cars in a line and a motorbike. Uh Uh-huh. And I could see this car, I said, it's going to clip that motorbike. It was just so obvious. It mm-hmm. clipped the motorbike. The bloke came off and he skidded across the freeway. Yeah. Everybody yeah. braked. Yeah. And he got to the other side, yeah. got up. And he walked away. And he limped away. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and all he was worried about was his motorcycle. Yeah, that's and what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that all you were worried about? Is it? Well, I thought, yeah, my bike was pretty new at that stage. I just had it blackened and uh, took all the chrome out of it. It was matte black. Uh, uh, so, did uh, you end up in hospital this time or not? No. no. Uh, I went to the Alfred for a little visit, and they said nothing's mm. broken. You're just mm. badly bruised and sprained. And I said, yay. Mm. Did you? Do you wear? <laughs> did you used to wear all the gear, the helmet? Oh gosh, yes, I was covered everything. in leather. That doesn't. Yeah. Ultimately, if you're going to get hit by a car, it doesn't do much. But no, no, the helmet is good. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. excellent. Mm. All right. So, life doesn't sound very good. So, how are, you, how, are you, how are you surviving financially during this period, apart from sponging on your mum? Well, then I started studying. I did the study at VU and at RMIT, and that's when I had the accident while I was studying at RMIT. Right. Right. But I had such confidence in my abilities mm-hmm. that I managed to get my first job as a librarian. Right, this is after your accidents. Yeah, at Holmes Glen. I worked with a bad leg and constant arthritis. This is in Burwood, in Holmes Glen, Burwood? No, in Chadston. In Chadston. In Chadston, I started. I worked at Moorabbin and and Waverley campuses Mm -hmm. as well, but um, Mm -hmm. I started at Chadston. So so how many years did you work as a librarian? I started in 1999, Mm -hmm. and I finished up last year. Last year, Mm -hmm. right, 99. So was it full-time or part-time? It's a fluctuation between full and part-time. Right, right. Mm. Uh, the TAC obviously paid me the Transport Accident yes, Commission. Yes. Paid me compensation for my first accident. Mm-hmm. So I used that to buy a house, and um, well, I lost a lot of money in my divorce. Let's put it that way. <laughs> ah. so my, I didn't have prenuptial agreement in my my marriage, and uh, right. my husband got a big chunk of that. So mm. I started again and People started working full time again. People forget yeah. that, don't they? Mm. They think it's the, the man who always gets diddled in the divorce no, settlement. No, 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 no. The man is always <laughs> talked to by banks, but when yeah. the, the debts have to be paid, the woman is yeah, That's right. just as so good. What, you have to pay off all his debts? And mm-hmm. then, oh, well, the debts he had accumulated against the house, yes. Oh. Um, and then I went back to full-time work, even mm. though the payment from TSC was in recognition under Victorian law that I had damage to more than a third of my body and I could not work full-time again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I worked full time ever since, and um, then dropped to part time when I could afford it. Right. Built myself up again. Right. Developed a few properties, and. Right. Now I'm currently selling my place at Southbank. Why are you selling? <laughs> I have a huge desire to go and live in Spain. <laughs> well, that's good. Mm. All right. Not yeah. not immediately. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll wait. Um, but I'll tell yeah. you uh, the reason why I did 
get in contact with you is, yeah. is Centrelink. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, go into sorry. that in a minute. It's all right, it's all right. Yeah, that's part of the now, reason what for Spain. You, how's your relationship <laughs> with TAC going? TAC's fine. I've finished and done with them. They, right. they still support me with compression garments because right. I have right. lymphedema in my legs as a result mm-hmm. of the accident. Right. Any physiotherapy you, you, I need, they yeah. will cover. Yeah. Right. So you found TAC quite... Oh, recent. they're hell to deal with, but yeah. um, it was a very long process with TSE, but I got there in the end. I was got I'm tenacious. Right. right, and you, uh, yeah. what, you got obviously got some legal assistance? Oh, yes, uh, um, Blackburn Cashman, yeah. Um, yeah, John that. Voyage, yeah, who is now that. some representative in yeah. some law yeah, situation. So, so basically, uh, you, you are happy with the TAC um, Ultimately. situation? Yeah, Ultimately, yeah, but it was like pulling teeth, yes. Well, it is like pulling teeth, but <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, you got what you're entitled to as yes, far as... Yes, I'm very happy with, with the settlement they gave yeah, me, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you got what you're entitled to, and they, and they accepted that you had significant injuries, obviously, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have paid you yeah. out if you yeah. didn't have significant injuries, yeah. and uh, did they cover your wage during when you were sick? Um, yes, they did, and right. um, partially return to work kind of program, yeah. all that, they yes, paid they for did, all that. yeah. So as far as your uh, interaction with TAC, which is a state it government... It was positive in- overall, yes. Yeah, it was a state government instrumentality. It's positive mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So where does Centrelink step into the equation? What's, what, what have you got to do with Centrelink? Um, last year I worked for one of the colleges at University of Melbourne as a librarian. Mm-hmm. I legally divulged to them that I have multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. I cannot prove that they fired me because of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making an accusation. I'm no, not saying no, that no, for the no, record. No, so you, you were told. So you basically were honest. You said I got MS, and because then I was starting to fall over, right, a lot more at work, yeah, losing you didn't want my to balance. Think you were drunk, or mm, yes, that's right. And I said, I'm sorry, I have this, but I was on a probationary period. Oh right, okay. If you're yeah. on a probationary period, yeah. well, they so can they do what they me, like. It's just work. not working out. We have to let you go. Right. Okay. So they let you go. Mm-hmm. So what happens when they let you go? Well. I was faced with looking for a job and having a home loan on my head. Mm-hmm. So you don't ho- own your home outright? No, the Commonwealth so. Bank owns most of it. I think I own a corner of the carpet. In, you own one in corner the of the carpet yeah. and the mm-hmm. bank owns, yeah. owns the rest of the home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so being an Australian citizen, mm-hmm. born in this country, mm-hmm. paid taxes, mm-hmm. obeyed the law, mm-hmm. done all the right things. Yes. You know, you, got, you went to Centrelink. Yes. For assistance. I had been on a disability support pension at, my, at 19 when I was first diagnosed with MS and they right. gave it to me for a few years and that's how I found that I wanted to be a library worker of some kind because right. I had that time on the disability support, support pension. pension. So they accepted that you had MS. At 19. At 19, but this uh-huh. was in the 19, when, 2000, when was this? Oh, this was the Keating years. 92. Yeah, 92. that's right. Yeah, I mean, this is when the... Uh, all right, so... Yeah. At that stage, Centrelink accepted, the Commonwealth Government accepted. Let's forget, let's not talk yeah. about Centrelink, but the Commonwealth Government, because yes. Centrelink is part of yes. the Commonwealth yes, Government. <coughs> they accepted you had a significant disability mm-hmm. and you were on a disability support pension, which you came off mm-hmm. when you entered full time. Again. <coughs> here I am. I'm choking up here yeah? mm-hmm. with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, um, then you worked. Mm-hmm. You had your accidents. Mm-hmm. You extracted out of Kept TAC. Twitching, yes. what, what was needed. Yeah. You find I also out. had that waiting period with TAC gives you a compensation payout. You That's have to right. wait eight years before you can ask anything of Centrelink. So That's right. I was about 14 years without anything yeah. from Centrelink. So, so mm. you gave up your disability support pension. Mm-hmm. You went to work. Mm-hmm. Covered by TAC. Yes. You uh, used your settlement. Mm-hmm. You waited 14 years. Mm-hmm. You lost your job, mm-hmm. your MS is getting worse, mm-hmm. 
So you go to Centrelink. Mm-hmm. What did you phone, email? No, sign up? I went personally to South Melbourne Centrelink and applied for the disability support pension. Right, you applied. Did you have? Uh, and what did they tell you? Well, they got me to use my old uh, Centrelink number that I used to have. Right. And they told me to prove that I have MS, which I did with my esteemed urologist at Box Hill Hospital and Melbourne Ho- Royal Melbourne Hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, my GP and anybody else, I have a counsellor from the, that assisted me through the MS Society. Yeah, but, but they don't count anymore. Don't you understand that? Well, what I found out later... No, hang on, hang on, hang on, because I'm a doctor. Yeah, sure. We, we don't count. Mm-hmm. It's changed. Yes, well, the I find that disgusting changed. considering no, hang on, hang on, trained on, people. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a doctor 43 years, all right? Okay. So I'm just telling you, uh-huh. people like me, uh-huh. we know nothing. Uh-huh. We well, don't I find count. that disappointing. Well, it is, but it's the legislation. Yeah. So the legislation was changed mm-hmm. a few years ago Yes. when this government came in mm-hmm. to actually, as you know... The Turnbull government or the Abbott government? Uh, it would have been or the Abbott government. The legislation was changed... Under Macklin. Yeah, to make my opinion mm-hmm. and your neurologist's opinion, who's mm-hmm. done 12 years of study mm-hmm. to become a neurologist, mm-hmm. right? Um, irrelevant mm-hmm. when it comes. It's pathetic. Well, hang on, hang on. No, 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 hang on, hang on. This is oh, the sorry, law. This is where I get feisty. <laughs> no, no, no. This is where yeah. people need to understand. Yes, I know it's the people, law. People, people think, oh, well, Centrelink's been nasty to me, right? This is the law. Mm-hmm. But people like me with years of experience in, you know, a field of medicine. I don't agree with the law, No, no I, no, I agree. Come on, come on. I just want to clarify in people's mind. Yes. All right? because yes, people it is the law and I don't yeah, agree people with don't, it. Yeah, well, people don't understand this. Yes. So your treating doctor, any specialist, mm-hmm. our opinion doesn't really matter because what they've got now is their own doctors. Mm-hmm. Which so, they never tested me with. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Let's go one yeah. step at a time. We've got plenty of time because yes. what we need to do is we need to unwrap this for people. Yes. To sh- sh- demonstrate the situation you find yourself in is a direct consequences of political decisions which have been made to ensure that people are, one, taken off the disability support pension and, two, not put on a disability support pension. And that's why you're here today. Mm-hmm. All right. So the law basically says... We have our own panels of doctors. Mm-hmm. Right, so you go to Centrelink, mm-hmm. you tell them you've got MS, mm-hmm. you show them the reports. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Uh, I was assessed in Abbotsford branch right. by a psychologist. A psychologist. Not right. a neurologist, right. like I was the first time I got the DSP. Mm-hmm. So you're assessed by a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To see my mental state. Mm. Oh, did you spit at the staff or something? No. All right. I think that's how they assess you have MS now. All right. Which makes a lot of sense to me. Right. So you're assessed. I'm being sarcastic, step, people. Uh, 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 <laughs> step yeah. by step. Because yes. I think people need... This this, yes. this this is affecting not just you. No, I know. And that's why tens, I'm here. I'm worried yeah, about everybody else, yes, not me yeah, anymore. Yeah, mm. Tens of thousands mm. of Australians yes. who would have been on a disability mm-hmm. support pension mm-hmm. a decade ago. Yes. Because the rules yes. have been changed. Yes. Radically. Yes. Radically. Yes. All right. And you're... A living example yes. of what's happening and somebody's mm-hmm. willing to open her mm-hmm. mouth. All right. So you're assessed by a psychologist. So mm-hmm. what did the esteemed uh, medical establishment at Centrelink say? Well, they basically made a report, did not show me the report. I found it because I pushed hard enough to get it. Hang on, hang on. Let's a report about saying that. I am okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Psycholo- I can still work. 
you made a report. Yes. Now, did you get it? Did, were you medically assessed at any stage? At that well, stage? the psychologist is a medical assessment, according no. to Centrelink. Yeah, well, that was a psychological assessment. Obviously, mm-hmm. they felt that you were unbalanced, mm-hmm. mad. Possibly. Yeah. I could well, be cuckoo, yeah. Yeah, well, all right. So, you gave in all the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And then some. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And they said, well, you stay on Newstart. Is that what they said to you? Yes. Right, and they put you on Newstart. Yes. They said, you're not disabled enough. They told me to go on Newstart until they decided the DSP. All right, so. And they told me. How long were you on Newstart for? I'd say I was fired in April of mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. That's when I put my submission for DSP. Mm-hmm. And they cut me off in December of last year. Last year, well, you mm. cut off a disability support pension, right? Yeah, I was, I've been on no support since December of last year. Have you been on Newstart? Newstart stopped at December of last year. I never got the DSP. So you never, so you, you actually, when you, you applied for DSP, mm-hmm. you, were, you were deemed not to be disabled enough to claim DSP. Mm-hmm. You were put on Newstart allowance during that interim period when the final decision was... While they was, tried yeah. to assess me, yes. Yeah, so... And apart from the psychological assessment, did mm-hmm. they do any other assessments? No. None whatsoever? No. And what type of paperwork did you put in? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I've never done so much work in my life. <laughs> yeah, in terms, of, in, terms, in terms to find your disability, how many doctor's reports? And well, I actually got into, when I found out I was rejected. No, no. Before you were rejected, uh, I, I filled in all the forms they asked me for, what the application, to, right. all the paperwork from my current doctors and previous right. doctors. How many doctors did you? How many doctors? About six. Six doctors. Uh-huh, but my current two have been, my GP and my current neurologist have been my doctors for about twelve years. Right. Plus. But but so you, you there but were six medical all their documents reports. went to Centrelink. Yes. Right. Okay. Now. And you were assessed by a psychologist. And further to the rejection, I have gotten freedom of information. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm bursting. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> yes, I know. Let's just step up. People don't know your case. I know. I'm trying to build it. I mean, I'm trying to build sure. a picture here, a word picture for people, all right? Sure. So you, you fall on hard times. You've got multiple issues as far as your health is concerned. As a taxpaying Australian citizen born in this country, mm, yes. you, you go to Centrelink for assistance. They assess you. They say, sorry, Maha. You don't fit the bill. Mm-hmm. So what happened in December? They stopped I was outraged, start. yeah. No, no, I know you're outraged. <laughs> but in December, I started looking at avenues to appeal. All right. And tell us what the appeal avenues are these days, because they've been shrunken too. I know. So tell us how they've been shrunken. Well, they're not very clear. I actually approached um, legal help, uh, Social Security Rights Victoria, I think right. it's called. Mm-hmm. And I got legal advice there on what I could do. Mm-hmm. They advised me that I could apply for freedom of information from the hospitals that have treated me. Right. And since I was diagnosed with MS in 1991, I have chased all my records at the Royal Melbourne and Box Hill Hospitals to give to Centrelink, and I have. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back a step. Let's go back, back a step. Now, when you looked at the appeal processes, apart from freedom of information... Mm-hmm. Was there a specific appeal process you could go down? 
I filed a complaint with Centrelink as well formally. A complaint. A complaint That's saying it. that I was not paid attention to as I should have been. No, no, but was there... See, there used to be... An, what I'm trying to get round is there mm-hmm. used to be an appeal process where you could appeal the decision. Mm-hmm. All you've done is you filed a complaint. You filed for oh, I filed an appeal too by, by, filed the, an appeal. by the complaint. By the and complaint. a few right. weeks later... So you, th- there was a mechanism by which to file an appeal, was well, there? Well, they told me with a lot of pushing and shoving that I could appeal... Right. Process. Okay. All right. So you found that out. And I formally put in a complaint at the South Bank, uh, sorry, South Melbourne Centrelink, mm-hmm. and stayed there for about half an hour with a, a lovely woman mm-hmm. and told her what my complaint was, articulated it very mm-hmm. carefully. Mm-hmm. Quite lengthy process. Mm-hmm. And shortly later, that's the fastest Centrelink has ever responded to me. Shortly later, they told me, no, go away. Go away. Okay. So was this an appeal or a complaint about the process? It was a mixture of both. Well, it can't be a mixture. It's one or the other. What I'm trying to... What I I'm filed trying to a formal appeal with their formal form. Right. So you filed... And I added a complaint, complaint to it. Okay. So you filed a formal appeal. Now, the mm-hmm. complaint was dismissed. What happened to the appeal? It's still going. I'm still presenting them with paperwork as far as I can get. I've got Royal Melbourne Hospital still chasing my paperwork because right. it's been over 20 years since I've had MS. Well, yes. So they're and trying you, to you, chase you, all their records. Well, really, <laughs> well unfortunately, yeah. unless you had a diagnosis as a child under 16, there's a legal requirement to maintain paper, medical paperwork for 25 years for children under 16, but any adults, the only legal framework is seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can throw the stuff away after seven years. All right, so you've got an appeal, which is... Un- you're undergoing an appeal, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, what's this freedom of information? What did you find out in your freedom of information? Well, basically all my records of my MRIs, uh, MRIs and magnetic resonance imaging that scan the brain, tells you that you no, have... No, hang on, hang on, hang on. So the freedom of information wasn't about why they rejected your application, no. but to get your medical records, is that to, correct? To present a whole case. For the appeal. Because I had to prove... They, right. they didn't believe that my... Um, what are they called? Symptoms, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, were legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's a, basically a, a, what they've accused me of. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, have you had any uh, therapy in terms of medication for your oh, MS? Yes. Ever so, since the better ferons were introduced right. in the So you're, uh, you're ongoing therapy yeah. and your neurologist still, still has a diagnosis mm-hmm. of MS. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What percentage disability do they, they say you had? Did they give you a percentage? No, no they just gave a report mm. with incorrect statements from the Abbotsford branch of Centrelink well, that, that I had the interview. Yeah, that's that. that I've looked that's, over all yeah, the paperwork. Yeah, but that's that's your opinion. What I'm saying is, did they give you a percentage disability? No. They didn't actually no. state that at no. all. All right. Under the current legislation, what percentage disability? do you need to have before you can actually be considered for a disability support? I think it's you? around 65 70%. That's I'm right. not sure. People don't understand that. Mm-hmm. It is a very high mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And what I loved was hearing the Minister of Social Security crow about the fact they've saved all this money by denying yes, people like you a disability support pension who have legitimate medical issues. So what's... So you send all this information for the appeal process. Now, aren't you concerned that by going public mm-hmm. that this could affect your appeal? Um, I actually questioned Centrelink openly and said to them, if I do go public, mm-hmm. which I'm planning to, but 
Mm. I won't won't if you tell me not to. They said, I said, will it make my case worse? And they said, no, legally we're not allowed to do that. Legally, that's right. Legally they're not allowed to do that, that's right. So I took Mm. them at their word. I know I shouldn't have, but I did. I'm just too opinionated and outspoken. All right. So you've been, this appeal's now been going on for four months. Yeah. Have you been giving a date when you'll get a decision? No. <laughs> no date? No. Is there, is there, do they have a fixed period they have to give you a decision no. in? I don't I, even know if they've lost me in the system. I have no idea. Have you, have you been <laughs> called in for another interview? No. Nothing? Nothing. All right. Okay. No emails, nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why are you upset, Martha? I'm not upset for me. Yeah, but w- what's concerning you? Why are you here? Well, I used to be on the DSP. Right. What do you mean? And you're now a... I'm not eligible, and right. I'm 30 years plus older. Uh, Didn't get better with time. And you've got, and you've had multiple injuries. I've got more lesions injury. on my brain now than when yeah. I did at 19. Mm-hmm. And I see how it affects me now compared to when I was uh, 19. But ma, it's all legal. I know. It's like not paying tax if you're a corporation. I am, it's all legal. I appeal to 3CR because I don't like the establishment. I don't like the system. Right. It should be changed. Well, should Australians. Be changed. Mm. Need to be taken better care of, and it's not just people with multiple sclerosis. It's not just people with disabilities. I'm Mm. talking about single mothers. I'm talking about people with mental illness. I'm talking Mm. about people who are just merely unemployed because Mm. they cannot find a job, Mm. and the only jobs they can find are usually casualised or impermanent. Mm. Not like the workforce used to be, where you could have a permanent job or a permanent part-time job, or you Mm. had the option of choosing those things. Mm. Now you don't. You have mm. to fit into a one-size-fits-all, and mm. I find it absolutely insulting to our intelligence as Australians. Mm. You know, the trade we hall- pay our taxes. You know, Trades Hall's organising a large protest on the 9th next Wednesday at 10 a.m.? I would love to attend. Yeah, it's a Trades Hall. Mm-hmm. You know where that is. Where you need oh, I know where Trades Hall is. Where you had your accident. Yeah, it's not, not far from my old workplace either. Yeah, I used to work in well, Cardigan they're, Street they're, at Rowan Routine. People, people, people are thinking like you that it's time uh-huh. to fight back. Oh, I, There is a mass rally. The problem is my o'clock. physical limitations. Oh. I can't stand for no, long times well, in protest you, lines. No, but you need so a baby. So I protest with my voice, which is what I'm doing today. That's right. Uh-huh. But, see, this is what people don't understand. Over the last four or five years, mm-hmm. since the Abbott administration, there has been huge changes mm-hmm. to the disability support yes. pension scheme to exclude yes. people like you. It is a political yes. decision. And yes. what's even worse about it is the government crows about the fact there mm-hmm. are less disability money. support pension mm-hmm. and they're pushing people off disability mm-hmm. support pensions. I went through every part of the Act of Parliament that mm-hmm. Jenny Macklin unfortunately put in mm-hmm. to the changes to the DSP. Mm-hmm. And it had, you can range from mild to severe. Yep. Most of my range was moderate to very severe. Yep. So I meet the criteria. So I'm wondering, which criteria did you judge me by exactly? I'm still mm-hmm. debating that. I'm not after a payment anymore. I have right. an income protection insurance from my job. I worked mm. for a long time. Mm. Mm. I'm applying for a temporary permanent disablement from my superannuation. Mm. Mm. But technically, I was thinking after being a taxpayer for so long and uh, being a good citizen, and mm. I thought maybe Centrelink could help me for a little while in the gap. Mm. Mm. I was wrong. Well, you were wrong. And if I was a person that could not be articulate and could not read and mm. write properly mm. and is not a native speaker of English, mm. Mm. how the f- excuse me, my mm. language. Yeah. Am yeah. I allowed to swear? Yeah, on? you can swear. How the fuck am I supposed to deal with the, the cost of living mm. 
if I don't speak English and I can't deal with Centrelink. I mean, I know they have translators and all that. Mm. But the mm. process for an English speaker mm. is painful. But, but, but you understand the whole process is there. I know. Discourage people discourage from, people from, from sucking in the system and being leeches. Right. And so a, what, so they can pay people right. like Google yeah. and Apple and all that's those right. to build on that's Fed right. Square and that's stuff? Right. No, 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 no. It's upside down. Yes, I'm, I'm the bad S word that Frydenberg referred to once on Q&A, the bad S word. Oh, my God, you're a socialist. Yeah, I suppose I'm a bit of a socialist in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in people, and I think mm-hmm. that the strength and the future of Australia depends on Australian citizens, yeah, not yeah, not on the weaklings yeah, and yeah, the people depends, who are overworked. Yeah, but it depends on them being active, unfortunately. Yes. Now, get, getting back getting, getting back to your situation, apathetic. you said you're going to be forced to sell your home. Yes. All right. And uh, why do you want to go to Spain? Um, because with the change I have left from TAC and all my savings over the years and mm. my working years, mm. with the change I can afford to buy a cave house in Spain outright and not have any debt and not have to deal with Centrelink but kind how, of organisations so, to support how me. How can won't they expel you as an illegal? No, I've, I've done a lot seeker. of research with the consulate and, and the, the legalities of it, which well, I'm not willing to discuss at no, this No, no, because... Point, it, yeah. yeah, all right, because mm-hmm. that's the issue. There's a lot of... Mm-hmm. Per- I have. I'm a, a we've, we've interviewed I'm a researcher, so yeah. I've, I've done all we've the research from the Spanish side. We've interviewed before whose uh, parents uh, mm-hmm. lived in Spain. He mm-hmm. went back to, uh, they were English, they lived in Spain for many years, and they mm-hmm. went back to look after them when they were dying. Mm-hmm. So there, there are avenues mm-hmm. by which the, you can yes, do that. So, so you're going to turn, you're gonna turn your back on the country you were born in. You've had enough? Um, I never was what you call, I suppose, a patriot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Australia. It's right. a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. There's some very, like any country in the world, we have positive and negative. Mm. I don't think we're extra special, I know. No. Um, I just feel so disillusioned with the environment, the political environment, the societal environment in mm. this country now. Mm. I just don't. I used to be thoroughly engaged in politics and protests and yep. watched Q&A, watched insiders, watched anything and listened to everything I could, absorbing and protesting right, and, right. you know, finding all the damn petitions and... Mm. I used to, I joined the Greens for a while. Mm, mm. Um, I'm just, um, mm. I suppose I'm past, I'm tired. Yeah, you are tired. I'm tired. My body can't take it anymore. And there's a point in your life some, for some people. I'm one of them. Well, 99.9% of people. Yeah, but not for everybody. I'm not mm. saying it's a solution for everybody. No. Um, there's a point in my life where I just want to be in my head yeah. and write. Mm. I like writing as a mm. pastor. Mm. Mm. And just turn off. I turn off, yeah. Because, because the world is just, it's maddening. Well, it's difficult. It is very. I want to get off this difficult. ride, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm getting sick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. exceptionally difficult. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Mm. It's getting more and more difficult for more and, and more people. And I'm just people. speaking personally. I'm not speaking for all. However, I did want to come and talk to you today because I'm concerned for those who don't have those choices that I have mm. present for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, quite. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It escapes me. Um, Privileged. Privileged, yes. In the sense that yes. I have something behind me you, you to options. make some You have options. options. Yes. You have options. There are people out there with no options, no and that drives me insane. Well, that's right. You're and right. there's not much I can do to help them. No, there if isn't. If not, I would. <laughs> well, I think, I think by um, telling your story, telling what's happened to you, telling your personal experience, I think actually educates people about that this is not an accident. No. This is a politically engineered... Yes. 
way of actually discriminating against people with major disabilities. Yes. And it's a political decision. Yes. End of story. Yes. That's what it's been. Yes. And it's disgusting when you, as you said, when you see what's going on around us at the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, when honest, hard-working taxpayers are considered to be dumb and losers, you know, and people who gouge the system are considered to be the heroes and heroines, you know. Yes. But it, it's, it's starting to turn. So maybe you should hang around for another year or two, Mara. <laughs> I'm not in a rush to go to Spain. All right. But I, it is uh, on the, maybe you should on hang the horizon, around, I hope. Because I can see a guillotine or two I've being been, put up around I've been the place. It's a wonderful space, so maybe I'll get there. All I don't right. know. We'll All see. All right. Well, look, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for studio. having me. I no, appreciate it, was, it. No, it was a pleasure. Now, this program with Maha Abed is podcast uh-huh. so people can access the podcast over and over again excellent and uh, it was a pleasure talking to you thank you the hour went before we knew it and uh, thank you very much and I think with people like you I think we have got a great future as a country thank you very much thank you Joe thank you Keep my body still 